I can't remember a time where the fixed rate was three quarters of a percent lower than the variable and still people were reluctant to go fixed. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, like that's that's crazy. Like typically, even if they're at par, it's like, well, might as well take the fix, you know, but now yeah. it's, it's almost a full percent lower and people are still like, maybe not. I don't know. I'm not feeling it. You're listening to the Ottawa Real Estate Podcast with your hosts, Paul Stevenson, David Warren, and Greg Campbell. Let's see what's going on in the world of real estate today. Hello. I am going to, there we go. We're back. We're live. <laughs> Always some surprises when you're uh, recording live. And it's only two of us today, but uh, we're happy to be here. It's myself, Paul Stevenson. I'm here with David Warren. Hello, David. Hello, sir. Greg Hello. Uh, Greg was planning to be on, um, but moments before the show, the worst thing happened. His car didn't start. <laughs> uh, he was trying to get uh, he was trying to get over to I think a family dinner actually, uh, and he was going to be recording from there. And uh, these things happen in Canada. You know, we're absolutely ridiculous to live in a a country where you get forty centimeters of snow in a week, and uh, you know if you fall asleep outside, you die. So. <laughs> Here we are. These things happen. Uh, and if you see someone on the side of the road and their car is dead, help them. You know, it's the holiday season. Um, how was the week, Dave? How's uh, it's Monday, right? Today? I'm losing track. It of time is Monday. It is Monday. Week uh, weekend week was good. We were, we we weren't on last week, unfortunately. But uh, no, week was week was pretty good. No uh, no real complaints. Got out. Uh, I just made it on here in time. We we took uh, Oliver to go meet Santa. So, you know, mm. had a, was he scared or excited? No, no, he, he can definitely be stolen by anybody. It like, he doesn't <laughs> care about strangers. Even like, even the guy, even the homeless looking guy with a beard, that's a little yellow from just smoking. Like, no, doesn't care. Doesn't care. He's ready to go. Santa's <laughs> helpers uh, took off with them. Yeah. A hundred percent. Where did you guys yeah. go? Rito? Yeah. Rito center. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it was, it was pretty good. They actually had a, uh, an area where you could, schedule like book a time so it was you're not waiting in line for ages um oh imagine yeah, that so, yeah that's uh very 2022 of them that's great i've never heard of that well maybe they do that already i haven't taken my kids to Santa in many years so i don't uh i could be going on for the last decade i have no idea yeah um yeah. oh greg says he's gonna be on in two minutes so we're gonna oh, get well, a blessing and, uh, so and you're down in the sun i'm in checking the sun. out uh, real estate there looking at the uh, uh... <laughs> yeah yeah this uh billion billion dollar resort here um <laughs> Yeah, no, I've been here since last Sunday uh, and leaving Wednesday. So it was uh, a good way to kind of wrap up the year. The year's been nuts, to be honest. Like I, I was looking through, uh, I got pulled in, I got hooked on social media. Oh, first of all, if you guys have questions, throw them in the comments. We are live, so we're going we're gonna to be answering questions throughout the show. Um, but yeah, I was going through photos this year. I got hooked on social media. They had this like, uh, you know, make your 2022 in review and 60 photos. And I'm like, oh, that sounds pretty cool. Download the app, a three-day free trial, uh, the whole nine. And then I select all my photos. And as I'm going through my photos, I'm like, oh my God, that was also this year. Like I was thinking of like, it was like, you know, me and the kids in Tromblau and then Jackson and I in Chicago and then, you know, being in Columbia. And then there's just been like so many things that have happened in 2022 that it feels like the year has been like five years long. Like it's crazy mm. how much has happened in, in 12 months. So yeah, it's, and I mean, this is our last show of the year. So it's, uh, it's kind of a, you know, a year in review, a summary. And mm -hmm. uh, I would say that the highlight this year, at least for, for real estate has been uh, the rate increases, right? We've seen so many and not to, uh, not to flog a dead horse, but uh, I mean, that's been all the talk. We've obviously dealt with many, many conversations about rates. And um, one of the, email questions we have, which I actually have a few here uh, from the last couple of days. One of them said, uh, is that Greg? Hold on. I'm going to pause the question. Gregory, Hold are you on. there? I'm here. I'm in the, I'm in the dark. <laughs> in the dark, wearing it's, all black. It's, it's, it's very dark. Greg he's, is he's, he's actually in the middle of a break someone. and enter. He's in the middle of a break and enter of some stranger's house. That's how we actually got connection. Uh, Guys, what a day. He's, he, he broke into someone's house to get their Wi-Fi, and here he is. Oh, I figured it out. Uh, and, I, you know, one thing I didn't forget is I have a massive glass of wine that I deserve right now. Wow. I deserve every sip of this. I really like that. I should get some – I actually have some champagne in my room. I'm going to go get that when you guys start chatting. 
Um, <laughs> we were just, I was just saying, Greg, right before you came on, that uh, this year felt like it has been forever. Like I was going through my photos from this year and photos from January feel like they're three, four years ago. Like 2022 feels like it just has never ended. But at the same time, it feels like I can't believe it's December. So it's been a very, very wild year, 2022. Yeah, it's, uh, I can't really believe that Christmas is Saturday. That's, <laughs> Sunday. That's been the, the biggest kind of like, okay, so it's Christmas Saturday? I guess so. And, but it makes sense that why I'm so mentally kind of like checked out Mm -hmm. recently i'm just i'm ready to do my yearly social media shut off i'm finding myself uh paying too much attention to social media and it's starting to affect my mind so i'm happy to be uh for the holidays to be piecing out from that that's a you very know? good idea i think we could all benefit from that maybe uh tune tune into who's right in front of us instead of uh mm -hmm. who's across the planet showing us how great yeah. they are. <laughs> how great their life is yeah. <laughs> i heard i heard someone say once on a on a on a podcast that um you know humans aren't designed to know what's happening to seven billion people you know like we're we're meant to be in like you know small groups of 150 people everyone knows everyone everyone knows who the who the you know the cheater is the liar the uh the uh, the supporter the uh, the hunter the this and that um but when you're dealing with seven billion people you're only getting like the snapshots of the best part of their day, the best part of life, which isn't even true. It's all curated, right? So it just mm -hmm. makes you constantly feel shitty about yourself. Like, yeah. well, I should be doing more. Look at how great their life is. I'm, I know. I'm I so know. average, you know? And, um, but mediocrity the, is really like, like the, the outliers are outliers for a reason. If everyone was exceptional, then like nobody would be exceptional, you know? So um, it's important to reflect on that. I'm happy you're, you're noticing that. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, and that with and with everything in the media too, right? I'm just like, I just can't. I just need to stop paying attention for a bit and just chill. Chill, you know. I mean, I do my so, best to focus on the fam and everything, but you know, sometimes it just gets uh, there's a lot. There's a lot of stuff going on in the mind. A lot of a lot stuff. of noise. A lot, a lot of, of noise. noise. A lot of fluff. Well, this is our, our last show of the year, so we're, we are going to take two weeks off as well. Um, but let's let's yeah. start back. Let's just kind of do maybe um, a year in review for real estate. So I was saying to Dave right before you came on that one of the things that has obviously, to me at least, been the biggest headline for 2022 is the rate increases, right? And inflation mm -hmm. and everyone trying to tame inflation with this. And the market has seen a massive shift, you know, last December to this December. Uh, we've seen some biggest changes. So what, in your opinions, while I go grab my champagne, um, mm -hmm. which in your opinions are the biggest uh, changes that we've seen, I guess, in 2022? To, to, me, to me, on my side, obviously being in uh, the mortgage, in mortgages, has been exactly as Paul mentioned, the uh, seven rate increases and seven consecutive rate increases, um, bringing us from an overnight rate of uh, 0.25 to 4.25 over the last, uh, you know, three quarters of a year. Um, and, and to that, note has been the fact that even as of yesterday, there was a, uh, a an interesting article, an interview uh, from Tiff McCallum, our uh, governor of Bank of Canada, stating that the beginning of 2022, that he was completely wrong. He was talking about in the beginning of the year that rates would stay low and that he saw inflation at the end of 2022 being 2%, not being at 7 and so I thought that was a uh, I thought that was an interesting admission by him. But uh, but you know with that increase, that you know he was kind of pushing along more people to borrow businesses, home buyers, uh, stating you know rates are going to be low, you know for mm -hmm. um, you know an indefinite period of time, you know made the market go like crazy. Beginning of this year, you know very few would have foreseen uh, you know where we'd be at the end of this year. And so to go up 4% in the overnight rate is, uh, to me is wild and, and how that, you know, really, um, you know, free money wasn't going to last forever. And if you thought that, you know, you're out to lunch yourself, but, um, for it to change so quickly and not be just a gradual and up to a normal, you know, rate and kind of stay there, uh, to be such a quick, uh, and aggressive increase and, and kind of seeing that downturn in the market, uh, has been certainly what's so you mean when they told us that rates are going to stay low for a long time and to borrow as much money as you can, they were wrong? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, 
Yeah, I was actually talking to uh, one of our mutual friends recently, and he was telling me, he's like, yeah, he's like, you know, he's like, the last two years has been like all stimulus. Like they've just been basically handing out free money. Like it's, uh, <laughs> it's just basically keeping rates low, creating all sorts of incentives to hand out cash. And now we're paying for it, obviously, in, in increased rates, increased costs of everything. Um, it's a very, it's a very new, unique position, I think, that we're in right now as far as, uh, you know, I, I think this Christmas is this holiday season is going to be very challenging for many families. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, you know, leading into next year too, as, as we've been saying for the last month or so, you know, January, February, March, I think is when we're going to really see a, a, a large downturn in, um, in people's finances and things like that. Just, you know, the economy, who knows where the market, the market's been stagnant for a bit. It seems like it's hit a bit of a resistance level, but generally speaking, like that can shift on a dime, right? I mean, that can, uh, that can drop, really quickly or it can who knows in january some people might take their homes off the market and you know we might see prices go up again i mean we it's really i would say the most unpredictable right now than it's been in the like the recent past do you guys agree with that i think yeah i think what's going to happen well what i'm seeing right now is I, I probably mentioned this on the last show like i'm seeing a lot of vacant properties there's a lot when I go out, I had some buyers in from Toronto last week. They were, uh, or on just a couple of days ago, they were amazing. Um, moving to Ottawa, we went out and saw a bunch of properties in Orleans. Probably, actually, I think 50% of them were vacant. Actually, I think 60% of them were vacant. So six out of 10 were vacant. Wow. Um, and they were asking me, like, you know, why, why are they vacant? And, uh, you know you know, what, why are they selling type thing? But, you know, I don't, you don't have those conversations with the agent until, you know, you know that your clients are really interested in the property. Then you, you know, you kind of go forward and have that conversation. But my, my opinion was that, you know, these people have either, they've bought a new build. They might've bought it a year and a half ago and now they've moved in, but they didn't anticipate that they're, they would have such a hard time selling their house. So now they just have this vacant property and they, they expected or they needed a certain amount of money from it. Maybe they're having problem yeah. uh, leveraging the mortgage. Um, you know, maybe like now they're at a point where they have to drop the price to sell it uh, to, you know, to keep up with their new, new property. Or some people, you know, they, they just sold, uh, they're moving into the new house. But that's what I think is happening right now. You know, you might find a couple that are, that were initially bought as investments and now the that investor is realizing that they can't hold hold it any longer so they have to sell it for less mm -hmm. anyways it's just really it's really interesting to see but i also made the comment that you know these properties were just okay they were okay there's a lot of okay properties on the market right now there's not a not a lot of spectacular homes on the market um there's some you know, at the, at the higher end of things, but those are, those are sitting as well. Mm -hmm. So what I'm, what I predict is that as I've, as we've said before, you know, it always takes the first one middle of January, end of January, one home comes out and then it sells and then it sets the standard for what's about to happen. And then the people that have homes that they, they want to, they want to sell in the new year, um, that are more renovated, more upgraded, whatever, they're going to hit the market. And all the buyers that have been just kind of either waiting for that or not finding what they want now, they're all going to come out. And then they're all just going to start being active again. And I'm not saying it means multiple offers or not, but I'm saying that for the prices to go down with the amount of activity and the amount of buyers that I know are still looking, I don't think... I don't think it's going any lower than where it's at right now, regardless of inflation, regardless of all that stuff. I agree. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, 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 that's my expectation as well, is that I think we're pretty much as close to the bottom as we're going to get, maybe a slighter dip, but it's amazing from a mental standpoint, the mindset, as soon as that calendar flips over to January 1st, it's like a fresh change. It's a fresh slate. New and year, new me. I'm going to start buying homes, you know? And now they're used to the rate, even with the increase again, mm -hmm. they're, they're used to it. The general consensus, you know, they're talking to me, you know, the, you keep hearing fixed rates are coming down from like, you know, all the, all the YouTubers out there, all the guys that I follow, fixed rates are coming down. Everybody's expecting it. I, I had two buyers that they, they said to me, they said, you know what, I think I might wait because, you know, I'm hearing and I'm talking to people, you know, about the rates coming down on the fixed rates. And I'm like, man, I'm like, that's fine. I go, but the longer you wait, 
I go, remember, that's later. I go, if you're thinking that, there's also thousands of other buyers thinking the same thing. I go, so what do you think is going to happen when the rates drop and then the homes come back on the market? Now you're in competition again, dude. Yeah. Like, yeah. We've definitely seen, um, you know, last week, <clears throat> the uh, or two weeks ago, I guess, uh, Bank of Canada increased. We haven't, we didn't do a show last week. So uh, Bank of Canada increased the uh, uh, overnight rate or, you know, bank prime by another half percent. But the same time, over the last two weeks, fixed rates, to Greg's point, has have been coming down. And we've seen them coming down since their June high. Uh, they continue to come down. There was drops again this evening and last night, um, you know, on a five-year fixed insured, meaning putting, you know, your primary residence, putting less than 20% down. You're getting anywhere from 4.77 to 4.89 um, in that range on a five-year fixed. Uh, and we're, so we are seeing them come down. So even though the, the variable rate and the prime and primes going up, we are seeing the converse, uh, uh effect on, um, on fix, which to your point, you know, is what most predominantly people have been watched, have been watching historically in Canada is people be getting, you know, it's always weighted more towards the fix. So it'll be interesting mm -hmm. to see to your point of the psychology of as these rates come down. And if in January, February, there aren't any changes to by the Bank of Canada to Prime because they're happy with where we're at, um, how much, you know, that's going to instill a lot more confidence from buyers in the market. And it'll be interesting to see how many do flood back um, and, and, you know, how that changes things that are just waiting in the wings. I can't remember a time where the fixed rate was three quarters of a percent lower than the variable and still people were reluctant to go fixed, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, like that's, that's crazy. Like typically, even if they're at par, it's like, well, might as well take the fixed, you know, but now yeah. it's, it's almost a full percent lower and people are still like, eh, maybe not. I don't know. I'm not feeling it. Yeah. Um, the, the other thing I was thinking too, is Greg, you were talking about people, you know, pulling equity out, buying other properties, you know, money's free, uh, taking variable rates and so on. I wonder how many people leveraged up to 80%, it would be an interesting stat, up to 80% and then home prices dropped. So now their, their loan to value is actually probably closer to maybe 90%, you know, uh, and they don't have an insured mortgage. So I don't think that's talked about. I haven't seen it talked about anywhere, um, but I would imagine people that leveraged up to 80%, you know, their home drops 10%, uh, that's no longer an 80% loan to value. They're, you know, they're mm -hmm. closer to 85, 90%. So um, I wonder how many mortgages in Canada are not insured that are over that 80% loan to value currently. It's a very, I'd love to hear it. And I'd also like to, I know there's no way to find out the statistic, but the amount of people that leverage their homes to either pay off debt or buy a new vehicle or invest in stocks or invest in crypto right before everything kind of, not I won't say collapse, but before everything, you know, dropped. I'd, I'd really like to know. Um, I mean, there's no way to know that number, but you know, I, I bet there's a lot of people that that did that. And I know I've said it on the show before. When the when the I had friends who were in Calgary when the first big boom happened out there, and they were very conservative with their spending, but they saw tons of people like buy the big house, buy the boats, buy yeah. the quads, buy the cars, and then they saw them all get taken away within 12 months. <laughs> yeah it's not it's not the same it's not quite the same as what happened in the states but that's what people were doing right it's like they were just it's, leveraging to the to the teats uh and then just buying like everything they can people like and then, things yeah. <laughs> you know this is shiny i like it um mm. you know so, what i do you know what i do like though now about this this time that we're in is that i think there is going to be way more um i mean there's more opportunities to either have either start a different job while you're doing what you do or um, or for young kids to um, take advantage of all the the online entrepreneurship um, type type uh, businesses that you can do out there and I want to see how that reflects into real estate because I think you know coming out of this right now and, and even more so like from what I'm what I'm seeing online within the next 12 months to 24 months there's going to be I think there's going to be I don't know, the kids, like 15 to 15 to 20, there's going to be more 15 to 20 year, year old millionaires than there has been millionaires at one time, I think, in the next 12 to 24 months. And they're going to be all kids. And I want to know what they're going to do with their money. 
I want to know yeah. if they're even going to care about buying real estate or if they're just going to travel and rent and do whatever. It's a good point. Yeah. I mean, our, our cost of living is absurd, as are many other places around the world. But I mean, there's there's so many places you can go. Like, you know, I hate to, again, harp on Colombia, but being down there, like it's it's unbelievable. Like everything is still just as modern, just as beautiful, but the cost is so much lower. Like it's, you know, you can go out with four people, have a beautiful meal, drinks, dessert, the whole nine. It's like $40 Canadian, you know, it'd be 400 in in Ottawa. Uh, and I understand there's obviously different, there's different metrics associated with that, but there are places to your point, Greg, that you can live for much less. And if you have that million dollars or whatever, you can live for many, many years in those sorts of places without having to add another dollar to your to your net worth, you know, mm -hmm. for sure. There, there was a uh, an interesting article this morning, uh, which kind of you know goes to what the kind of the state of our market has been, uh, or and and the psychology of buyers too, actually more so. Because I I was looking through people's comments the last few shows to see if there's any you know good questions we hadn't answered or anything like that, and you know there's some people you know blaming. Um, you know, realtors, and mortgage brokers, and, <laughs> you know, banks and lenders and all that, you know, not looking at the buyer side and, and, you know, which I thought was obviously interesting. Uh, I think it was one of you two kind of responded saying like, you know, buyers need to take it on themselves as well. And there's an, there was an article this morning in the CBC uh, talking about a development in Toronto where uh, 60 of the properties, uh, the buyers uh, for each of the properties have asked for delays uh, in their closing mm -hmm. because the home values have dropped and you're from 200 to $300,000. I was like, Oh wow. That's, you know, it's called paradise. Something is the, 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 it's always the, paradise. Yeah. the development's actually paradise uh, something or rather <laughs> paradise. Um, hotel. <laughs> but the crazy, I'm trying to find the article right now, paradise, Devo CBC paradise developments um, is that the person, this, the, the couple being interviewed, Bought a place for $1.97 million, did $90,000 in upgrades. He's an Uber driver. <laughs> like, I'm not speaking ill of Uber drivers here, but Doesn't make I, sense. I, I just don't, this is where I don't understand, like, people, you know, like the comments on our, you know, on our YouTube page or stuff like that, or, or you know, like get thrown at us of like, it's, it's our fault. Uh, and I mean, hours in like realtors and mortgage brokers that were the ones, but home buyers need to take it on themselves as well. Like mm -hmm. how, you know, the, the comment is, uh, so here we go. First time home buyer agreed in October, 2021. First for, time home buyer. Uh, 1.959 million plus 90,000 upgrades for a single detached home that would house himself, his wife, their two children, his mother. We thought if we lived hand to mouth, we could still afford it, meaning barely like at all. Appraisal home value as as with the home value at 1.7, 300,000 less than they agreed to pay for. Um, and pushing payments that they would be upwards of 12 to 15,000 a month. Me and my wife, uh, sorry, it's, uh, hold on, where is it? Where comments of, uh, yeah, we thought we lived hand to mouth. We could still afford it. An Uber driver who also earns his income as a property manager, like, how, like home buyers, like, so I get it. Uber driver, great, but like, where's the like? Who's checking that? Like, what builder is checking that? What buyer also is being guided or believes that they that those payments are being made on a regular basis? Yeah. Um, is is crazy. Um, Maybe he I'm met, hope, maybe I'm hoping he met the people that uh, maybe he met the people that were on CBC Marketplace. Yeah, maybe <laughs> no, that's, true. that's true. Don't, don't worry, don't worry, brother. We'll take care of you. We will make the income. We'll we'll make the income for <laughs> you, dude. That's like a nine thousand dollar a month payment, roughly like eighty five to nine thousand, eighty five hundred to nine thousand a month. More, so than that's that. more than hand. It's to gonna mouth. be twelve, twelve to fifteen. Oh, there you go. There you go. That's yeah. more than hand to mouth. That's a uh, foot, maybe foot to mouth is a yeah, better. Uh, just, they're more like foot in your ass. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, oh, yeah. That's oh, yeah. crazy. That is just nuts. But, but I, I bring this up more so like, you know, not, I, I don't mean to, you know, laugh at these, these 60 families that have signed these purchase agreements, but at the same time, it's like these 60 families, yes, the values dropped, 
get it. They're not the only ones. You know, they bought in a high price range. I've seen purchase agreements on new builds in Ottawa coming in $100,000 less than their purchase price. Mm -hmm. um, and people deciding, one couple deciding to move forward, the other couple investigating what their the legal ramifications are to them. There's a higher price range. So the, lar the, the larger drop. But even at that drop to you know one seven one six, it still it still boggles my mind that there are buyers out there that aren't getting any sort of proper guidance or getting vetted properly. Um, mm. Any sort of rat, like even the builder, like doing something. So I'm curious to see, especially for builders, what changes coming coming out of this like you know ramp up over the last two years of home sales and prices. Um, you know them building and expecting and pricing that things are going to continue to escalate and boom and and builders price things three years out two years out of like prices now but what it's going to be as well and you know cost of materials and securing the land and all that but i'm curious to see what builders do for additional vetting um you know on a go forward basis um but anyways i'll, I'll post the uh, i'll post the the article here that so we can uh, share it um so not a single question yet in the chat. I have to say, if uh, if anyone's tuning in, just let us know you're there. Let us know you're breathing. I, I think um, that just tells us nobody cares and nobody's yeah. tuning in, Paul. Uh, we did. We actually <laughs> we actually met uh, right before last week's show, right before I left, and we were kind of um, brainstorming uh, some changes, you know, updates to the show, how we want to go moving forward. And I just wanted to, anyone who's listening to this after the fact, or if you're listening live, uh, we'd love to hear your feedback too, obviously, as as listeners. Like, what would you like to see from us um, that's maybe different than what we're doing or or maybe in addition to? Um, I do have a few questions here, though, that were they were emailed to us uh, recently. So I'll throw them out there and we can just, um, we can hit them head on. Uh, so the first one, which we kind of touched on, it says, where are rates heading in 2023? That's a, a question we get asked often. Um Stephen, do you have that chart, actually? I wanted to just, it might be a good time at least to, uh, we can kind of speak to it while we're discussing. I don't know if you guys can see that. It might be a bit too I, small. Too small um, for me, but go ahead. It's basically, it's a historic chart of the Bank of Canada overnight rate, or at least the rate changes since 2010. So it actually shows kind of the fluctuation up and down. Um, and having seven rate increases this year is... Like definitely the most we've seen in the last decade, uh, over a decade. Um, but not to say that there isn't changes. Like in you know in 2010 there was three changes. Then there was no change till 2015. Uh, two changes in 2015. Two changes in 2017. Three changes in 2018. Three changes in 2020, and then seven in 2022. So you know not that uh, not that anyone has a crystal ball other than Greg, but um, I would imagine. In 2023, we probably will see, and I, I know we've said this over and over, but I think we'll probably see rates kind of stagnate um, and likely start to dip again, at least variable, um, somewhere late, like probably third quarter, fourth quarter. So I think where rates are now is enough of a pinch. Uh, it's probably more of a punch, to be honest, than a pinch. Um, but I think it will give the result that they're looking for, which is people to kind of limit their spending, um, you know, focus on the uh, financial things that they that they think matter. And I think we're going to see a lot of defaults for car loans, um, student loans, things like that. I think we're, people are going to be in very tight financial positions or at least late payments, a lot of stuff going to collections. So I don't know what impact that's going to have on the overall economy. Dave, you might be able to weigh in a bit more on that um, based on your background. But uh, I just feel like we're going to see a lot of people very financially stressed in 2023 stressed is in like tight not i mean they're going to be stressed out as well but i mean financially stressed uh so i think just because of that there's a lot of canadians that aren't like just literally can't afford any further rate increases uh and i think this is you know it's loud and clear now that people need to get their shit in order and i think that that we're going to see that so i, I think we won't see too many i don't think we'll see any more rate increases and I think we'll probably see the variable rates come down. I'm going to say probably end of Q3, early Q4. So by this time next year, I think we'll probably see the Bank of Canada rate down maybe a half percent from where it is today. You think, um, you think it'll take that long, eh? Yeah. I, I, think, I think they'll let it ride for a while just to see how it actually impacts things. Like if they change it again in March, like if they bring it down again early next March, year. I feel like they're going to drop it a quarter in July. 
No, so, so a quarter. I mean, very, uh, and, and, and my thinking is this: I, I think they're going to drop it a quarter, um, because just to test it, because it's summer. Some people will go away. They'll see what happens. They'll drop it a quarter. See how it affects the spending market. Will be like people will be on vacation. The people that stick around and they want to buy in the summer, they'll get their little quarter discount. They'll go shopping. <laughs> <laughs> be some good some good deals i think next summer anyways that's my theory the um so you know next year they pub bank of canada published the like dates of when they'll be making the announcements so end of january march april june typically it takes four to five months of for the from rate increases for that data actually for it to actually ripple through the economy and for that to right, really right. make a make an impact so I, I'm on Paul. I'm Paul. I'm right there with you as well. I think if by the by April, so the April 12th is that third announcement. If there hasn't been anything over that period of time, like a serious, like a reasonable drop where we're now in the sixes for inflationary numbers, I could see uh, an increase in June. But I think with where we're at and how quickly an they come up, I think, an increase. I think an increase if by June, like so six, like by. Like by the end, April 12th is the uh, third rate announcement. If at that time, like in April, mid-April and May, that there hasn't been any significant drop from like 7% into like the high fives, like, you know, whatever it may be, um, and it's maintained being stagnant as far as inflationary numbers, then they're going to have to increase because it's wow. their, their target yeah. is 2%. However, I do believe, to Paul's point, I think – what they've done is is significant enough that it is going to have the intended purpose that they have. I mean, I think we all hear it from our own families, from our own friends. You know, it's definitely the uh, it's definitely a hot topic. Um, you know, but but you know, not speaking light of it, I, I do think that it is going to have the the intended impact uh, that they're planning. And if it does maintain that way, and and we start getting inflation starts getting in that 4% range, like into the high fours by come Q4, that they'll start to drop slowly um, at a latest point, uh, Q1 of 2024. That I, have sort of I have a theory. Let's hear it. Ethereum or a theory? I have, I have, a, I have, <laughs> I have a theory. Ethereum. Insolvency. <laughs> Both. <laughs> my, my theory is that insolvency is going to become a massive trend in 2023. And that many people are going to become insolvent because they're also going to understand that if you're insolvent and you wipe your debt, but you still make great income, the B lenders will look at your income and they won't care if you're insolvent or not. So you can pay a higher interest rate and still get a property, but you could wipe off hundreds of thousands of debt if you have it. And in some certain circumstances, you can keep your house while filing, while being insolvent. This is an official financial advice, by the no, way. No, no, no. And exactly. <laughs> Thank you for saying this isn't. I just, I just, this is my theory. Whereas, and I think what's happening right now is the government making a big mistake. I understand what they're doing. And it's, you know, it was the mistake of dropping it too low to begin with. But I think there's going to be a large number of the population who are going to understand because the information is there and it's out there. That if they file consumer proposals or bankruptcy, there's still ways around it. They can wipe that debt. They can get money, and the government doesn't get that money back. And that's that's through the legal system. So I'm not saying that that's going to happen, but I just have this. I see things, and it's just something that I think about because it's it's starting to trend. You're seeing more uh, firms come up as like uh, file for consumer proposal file bankruptcy. We can help you with it. Don't worry about it. We know you're in trouble. Consolidate your debt. And so there's going to be more people that have to do that and who are confused, worried that their life's going to be over, that their homes are going to get taken, their cars and everything's going to get taken. But that's not the case. That's not the case. There's lots of ways around it where you can keep certain things. And I think that because of all the information that's out there, we're going to see more of that. It's going to start trending. And then there's going to be a lot of debt that is just completely wiped. And then I don't know what is going to happen after that. Theory. So Dave, 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 from a, a macroeconomics standpoint, if people do that, or as I said, start defaulting on car loans and things like that, like how does that impact the overall economy nationally? Well, I mean, the, 
like companies still incurred that debt. Yeah. So, you know, Visa or your bank, um, you know, they, they loaned that money that was spent that went to a business that got used. So sure. somebody's out that money. It's not like, it's not getting eaten up by, or, you know, yeah, vanishing <laughs> or anything like that. So, so they make it up, they make it up by, by leaving interest rates higher, raising interest rates on visas, on MasterCard, et cetera, you know, from 20%. To now being an average of 22.9 or 24, um, you know, or lines of credit be going up, mortgages, because, they, you know, again, got to create that margin to make up that loss. Um, and so that's when you, you will have that other means in which they make it up, which will then perpetuate kind of a longer uh, interest cost cycle. And, and, you know, and those that haven't, uh, you know, claimed um bankruptcy or a proposal or insolvency uh you know will be the ones carrying that burden yeah um, and i think we see that with anything like if you know if uh thousands you steal of a chocolate bar from a grocery store you steal a chocolate bar from that that corner store they're gonna have to increase prices to make up for that loss yeah i was thinking insurance like a bunch of people make insurance claims well the premiums for insurance are going up because they got to make that money back you know um mm -hmm. we actually have a question here from uh, gabriel gabriel rios it says, do you think the do you guys think the price of rural homes near Ottawa will be lower next year? Absolutely. It's already happening. They're dropping. If you want to buy rural, go do it. Hundred thousand dollar discounts all over the place. I'm doing one tomorrow. It's already dropped 50. It's gonna offer 50 less than that. Wow. It's happening noticed... already. And and these and it's and that's just how it is. I've, I've said this before on the show, the, the, what hits gets hit the most when these changes happens, the rural properties are the ones that appreciate the last when the market goes up and when the market goes down, they depreciate first. They go down people like because the focus is back on the city. I've just, I've seen it over and over again. Please someone correct me if, if they've seen something else, but I see it. I always see the low level condos uh, condos, like suburban condo, condo townhomes, they get hit. And then the rurals get, the rural properties get hit. And then the million plus properties get hit and drop the most. The ones, you know, between 900 to, you know, nine to like 500, those are the ones that stay because that's where the most buyers are. And that's where the most sellers are. So yes, the rural properties, if you want to buy rural, I would start looking now because there's a lot of deals out there. I'm seeing some crazy, I'm seeing homes, I've been looking at a lot of rural properties lately. And so is uh, well, my partner, Luca. We're seeing homes sell for the same price that they were bought for two to three, four years ago. Yeah. Whereas six, seven months ago or a year ago, they would have sold for 100, 150 more. So, and these people, for whatever reason, had to sell. They're selling for the same price that they bought for. Mm -hmm. Go for it, Gabrielle. Do it. Call me. It might be Gabriel. Sorry. Sorry, Gabriel. Gabe. Oh, Gabriel? Oh, it's a man? Okay, I don't know. I don't know. I was like, I Gabriel so. Rios. I thought it was Gabriel, but it looks like Gabriel. Gabriel, Gabriel. Rios. Gabe. Um, there's, another question. there's another question we had actually by email that, that is actually a good segue from that question. It says, what markets in Ottawa do you think will have the highest positive, the highest positive value increases in the coming five years? I'll probably all have a different answer on this, but Greg, you, I'll pass it to you first because you seem to, you probably have your finger on the pulse. The highest value increase, um, just beautifully maintained homes anywhere. Just anything that's just really nice and maintained, especially in the suburbs where the biggest pockets of buyers are, like that's always going to be your best bet in terms of resale. Yeah. You're going to get your most money. You know, when you're buying an exclusive property, that you love because you love it. And you're not thinking that when you go to sell it, the buyer has to be the same as you. And you got it for a deal because it's been on the market forever because it's so unique. Well, when you buy that property, the same thing's gonna happen to you when you go to sell. You need another one of you. But in the suburbs, in the in the subdivisions, you know, if you have a really well-maintained property and you take care of it and you upgrade it in like just a, a moderate, modest way, not over the top, just nice. Keep it clean. You'll do fine. My, my, uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to pick an area instead of a nice political response okay. like Greg there. Um, <laughs> nice. <laughs> I, I'm actually going to go Vanier. 
Uh, ah. my reasoning, my reasoning being they're finally done Montreal road yep. They're They've finished the redevelopment of it. There are a couple of new, uh, buildings that have been built along Montreal road. And I think there's a big stri couple strips it's the same owners. And I think they're for sale as well. So it'll be interesting if they uh, get bought up and, and that would turn them around. But I think there's some good positive things going on along Montreal Road, and I think that re the street being redeveloped, uh, like just the infrastructure and there's and the uh, the lanes and sidewalks and everything, will make a huge a huge impact to the. I'll area. back that. I'll back yeah. that. I think anybody buying into Vanier in the next couple of years is going to kill it in the end. And and I know we've been saying this for like twenty years because it's the proximity to downtown, but it seems that you know it gets. Uh, it gets uh, still overlooked, but <clears throat> I think this past couple of years, it, it put a lot more eyeballs on it of people trying to find, you know, still nice places to live. And, and so I do find you you actually have more families in Van that have moved into Vanier. Yeah. Um, I know there is a, a big push to get it renamed as the French Quarter officially. No, I'm just joking. Uh, but the... Uh, <laughs> but the uh, <laughs> um, what episode was that? That was a funny one. <laughs> I don't know. That was great. <laughs> I was, I was thinking Vanier too, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, I know, Stephen, you kind of said that they're Hintonburg East in 10 years, but I wouldn't be surprised if in, you know, 10, 15 years, people are reminiscing about the old Vanier. Like, oh my God, remember when hmm. Vanier was seen as this Just crazy, prostitutes you know? and drug dealers. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know what? It's it's true though. Vanier and then Mechanicsville. Yeah. Yeah. Right? That's yeah. another spot. Like not even Hindenburg, Mechanicsville. It's like, you know, that's, that's, that's OG. That's, that's. I also think I don't know the that's name. West Side Vanier. I don't know the name of the neighborhood. You you guys will know right away. I should know it, but it's basically off the highway at Maitland uh, towards Britannia, like that whole pocket right there. They're building the uh, light rail, um, like across the highway from IKEA. Yeah, Carlington. Carlington. Yeah, it could be Carlington that area. Yeah, I mean those are older homes, but I see. I know every time I go by there, there's someone renovating, someone updating. Like I think, um, you know, the values in there are pretty consistent. And with the light mm -hmm. rail being walking distance, I mean anywhere along that light rail is going to be Convent Glen. It's going to do great, I'm sure. Um, Beacon Hill obviously is going to continue to do well. Blackburn, I'm sure, will see a big bump, um, big time. Anywhere there's an LRT, that's going to be a 10%. As soon as that thing opens, that's a 10% increase. I think immediately. Mm -hmm. The day the LRT opens and works, you got a 10% increase in value. Bucket. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, the questions are questions are dry and uh, and few. Well, you know what though? We we've been dry. We 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 did not do our jobs. We uh, fell off, you know, I and I accept responsibility for being a part of that fall off. Greg Campbell from the agency Ottawa uh taking accountability for uh issues with tore up the last few weeks um but going into the new year we've got some new things going on we got some guests coming up we got some guests some realtors from vancouver coming on in january another one from a company called end home coming on Spoke i think it would be great to give our listeners yeah different markets across the country that they could also invest in you know like we don't have to you don't have to only invest in ottawa dave i know you have property out east uh, I know I have clients that have properties in BC and, and across, you know, Winnipeg and Calgary. And um, so I mean, you don't want man, Saskatchewan, Saskatchewan, Saskatchewan. So, yeah, so I think it's really, uh, I think it's a, a really good idea. Uh, you know, we were talking about that is bringing in other agents, Greg, from the agency and, and even mortgage agents across the, the country Absolutely. that can give us insight into the different markets and um, maybe create opportunities for our listeners to, uh, to invest. Now, we're nearing that thousand sub mark as well. Uh, we're in the early 900s. So uh, tell a friend to subscribe, you know, make that a Christmas gift to Toe Rep. Uh, <laughs> send the link, ask a friend to subscribe. And um, yeah, no, but uh, in summary, like, I mean, uh, you know, I think in 2023, uh, personally, I'm really uh, shifting my focus. I know I'm, I'm away for all of January, uh, which will be great. Still working, obviously, but working remotely. That'll be a big change. Um, but I'm, I'm really going to be doubling down on um, relationships, you know, just kind of focusing on uh, the things that bring me joy. I felt like this year I was kind of, you know, I was all over the place trying to, you know, find myself, I guess you could say. And uh, I think the year is ending in a, in a really positive note, obviously taking a trip with family. And then, um, you know, my girlfriend's coming 
uh, tomorrow actually to Ottawa. So sharing the holidays with her and my family and then heading to Columbia for January. And then uh, 2023, really uh, focusing on my own personal development and uh, just getting better, you know, a little 1% better every day. Um, and when you and when you get better, your business is better because you can you can open up and you can be more more mindful with your clients. Mm. It's the best when you're, when you're better with yourself. You're better with everyone. Right, guys. Am I right? Hundred percent. <laughs> what are you guys uh, thinking? Twenty twenty three. I know it's early. Resolutions or goals for for the new year? Since this is our last show of the year, or or a summary of twenty twenty two. Either way. Building better relationships, building better relationships and more, um, and, and in terms of business, like you said, Paul, I think the focus for next year uh, with certain clients anyways is to um, have opportunities for them that aren't just Ottawa alone and try to build, uh, build opportunities outside of the city. For, uh, for people that, that want to invest that may not even have, have not thought about it, that may not have that much to invest, but there's ways to do it. There are so many opportunities right now with all the technology and everything going on for people to, to just put a little bit of money all over the place. Mm -hmm. um, little anyway. sprinkles? Little, little sprinkles. Sprinkles, sprinkles. It doesn't have to be in your backyard. It doesn't have to be in your backyard. As long as you've got the right crew, you can you can sort it out and get it done. Uh, that's what that's what I'm working on personally, and that's what I want to you know present to other people that I know. I'm working on things right now. I have people that br are bringing me opportunities, and I'm expressing it to um, to people that I know, seeing if they're they're interested. Um, not everything works, but it's just a matter of time, right? I think everybody needs to. Um, everybody wants to have that passive income stream. Real estate's a big part of it, but it doesn't have to be property that you own and you're renting it out and it's your only place and your leverage. There's other ways of doing it. Dave, um, I for myself, I think just uh, improving on uh, my processes and not and uh, and you know really not uh kind of focusing on you know a certain segment of my my client base being able to help them more uh focus more on like my investor investor clients and brands there and you know which is what i thoroughly enjoy i think there'll be a lot of opportunity next year uh not only for them but it's you know obviously a a, a huge passion of mine so just honing down my process not you know getting stuck in the weeds so much and also in taking the time i know it will be a slower year but uh, you know, from a uh, a volume transaction, I believe it will be at least for uh, the first several months, and and taking the time to to enjoy that and not actually um, mm -hmm. you know use that time to unwind. The past mm. few years have been uh, chaotic and uh, you know a lot of upheaval and and you know running at a at a feverish pace, and so kind of using this next few months, which I think will be uh, a nice slower pace, to be honest, even though I'm. I do thrive on being extremely busy, but at the same time, you can only do that Flexion. so long. So you need time to reflect, David. It's so funny. All of us, all of us thrive in high speed chaos, Absolutely. but Absolutely. then we also all very much appreciate the uh, the calmness. At least I say that now, and then as soon as <laughs> I'll like, and then I'll I'll come come the twenty seventh of December after I've sat back for two days, I'll be like, all right, yeah. let's. Let's freaking go. I've, uh, I'm we're going to get a message from Dave, like on New Year's Day, being like, I moved to Florida. I'm fucking, yeah. I bought a, bought a yeah. complex. And, uh, <laughs> but it's true. Like today, I had a moment today where I have so much that I'm trying to get done that, you know, and, and I mean, I talked to Paul about it the other day, like you guys do. Like I, I have, I had some moments in the last couple of weeks where I've just totally like, there's so much going on where I just, I couldn't do anything. Like I had to just stop completely because I was like, nothing was getting done like i would sit down and and then all of a sudden everything else is coming i'm like i couldn't i just couldn't get anything done so i'm 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 really looking forward to the holiday and just kind of uh you know writing down what is the you know the most important getting that done um instead of with my my creative mad mind you know trying to do it all at once and when i start one thing the other thing just interrupting me and then just taking me totally off off my path i don't like it you know there's a lot that we want to do guys we want to do a lot of things don't we we do 
I can't remember which book it was, but um, that's kind of what I'm, I, there was something basically talking about like pluses and minuses in the day. Like, you know, you do something that's a, a bad habit, you know, it's a negative one, you do something that's a positive habit, it's a plus one. And basically the goal at the end yeah. of the day is to, to finish with a positive number. Uh, I think holistically, that's, that's kind of going to be my focus in 2023 is just kind of deleting some of the uh, negative habits and, and, you know, just overall negative things in my life and continue to add the things that, that bring me joy and, and, uh, and happiness. Uh, going to double down on my, uh, my Spanish as well. Uh, La Espanol. I've uh, been practicing a lot down here, which is great. And it's, it's amazing. Honestly, I always get a thrill um, seeing the faces on Spanish speaking people when they see the gringo speaking Spanish yep. fairly well, you know, like actually. Uh, it's, uh, it's interesting, Paul, because I'm doubling down now too, since I'm going to Mexico. So uh, soon enough, you and I, sir, we will going to have to have uh, the auto real estate podcast. In Espanol, hey, Simon, well, that's awesome. Well, uh, a quick thank you as well to all of our listeners. Uh, you know, you stuck with us for it's been over what two almost two and a half years now. Uh, this is episode 113, I think. So, uh, we're going into 2023. I think we all had uh, a, a you know a good year, a, a, a positive year overall. Um, as Dave said, I think, you know, the beginning of the year is going to be a bit slower, so it'll give us all time to, to reflect, grow and, uh, and just, you know, give even more attention to our clients and, and all of you listeners in our shows. I agree. So I think we're back January 2nd. Is that what we're thinking? Who knows? We don't, uh, we don't want to promise anything back. here, Paul. We probably won't show up. A car will be dead. Uh, yeah, know, whatever. Carl will be dead. It'll be a Let's, misappointment. We'll, I'll we'll be, be on. We'll see you when we see you. Regardless. <laughs> I'll be, I'll should be, be back. Cottage. I'll be at the cottage from the 30th to the 6th. So we should <laughs> be back. No. <laughs> so we'll see. <laughs> Greg will be dealing with caterpillars uh, on his toe or butterflies or whatever it was. Yeah, that's right. Eh? Oh, <laughs> awesome year. Thank you to you guys too for, uh, for showing up. I, I actually, this is one of my favorite parts of the week is doing the show. So it's, uh, I think I think it I think it resonates with listeners the fact that we're we're all just ourselves and we're authentic and it's just you know they're a fly on the wall to us three just bantering about uh, real estate um, a bunch of bullshit they, yeah. they really get the, the listeners really get to know if they want to do business with us or not that's for sure but it's true I'll talk to clients that come from the show and they're like I feel like I know you you yeah. know like they've heard me talk for hours about nothing so. <laughs> Um, but thank you to everyone listening. Thank you to you guys. And uh, we'll see you in 2023. All right. Love you all. Enjoy the rest of your year. Happy Here's holidays. <laughs> Lights out. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please remember to like, share, comment, and subscribe. Because we'd really like that.